It is the day in between the epic Gonzaga-UCLA semifinal game of the 2021 Final Four. And of course, give Baylor their due. They are in the national championship game as well. It's Gonzaga and Baylor coming Monday night on April the 5th, 2021. My goodness, we're still trying to recover from everything that happened inside of Lucas Oil Stadium. Welcome in. It's the nation's college basketball show and podcast. It is college basketball coast to coast. I am the somewhat rested now, not not very much, but still very much uh, excited and energized to be here on the program host. TJ Reeves and I have got uh, help on the way here momentarily, including in Indianapolis, Mr. Tate's Take Hoops. Deshaun Tate is there. We're going to hear from him. My wingman, Ari Russell. Can't do a Final Four weekend show without Ari Russell, who has been with me from the SiriusXM days all the way through the days of Tune In and on this program for the last eight years. So Ari is going to be here with perspective. Deshaun is here with perspective on what we saw and a preview of the game. And we've got some great stories coming up about buzzer beaters in the championship game that we were all part of with Villanova, about tornadoes in the Final Four, including the town where they're holding the Final Four where Deshaun is. You're going to hear all of this on the Sunday in-between show of college basketball coast-to-coast. Reminder, if you only found us on a social media link, you still have time to subscribe because we've still got great programming coming, including a full preview Monday, a recap of everything that happens in the championship game Monday night. Get it all automatically by subscribing. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the show streams, new show streams on TuneIn daily. You're getting a second show now on this Sunday. We already did the recap show late night, Saturday night with Matt Zimmick, Tyler Jones, Jason Powers. You're getting a bonus show on TuneIn or on podcast. Go to the TuneIn channel, Tag Sports Group, T-A-G, Tag Sports Group. Show streams top and bottom of the hour. It starts over. You can hear it whenever you like. Listen to it till your heart's content via our friends at TuneIn. And we've had the uh, the pleasure and the privilege of being there at the Final Four on this channel and for them over and over and over again over the last nine years now, the last eight years of Final Fours, nine years total. All right, all of that is done. Let me go to my guys. And, And we begin first with Deshaun Tate. Tate's Take Hoops on the podcast and the show. He is there in the Circle City of Indianapolis which it is Easter Sunday, so happy Easter, Deshaun. The Easter Bunny has come. Gonzaga has won with an amazing half-court overtime bank shot that everybody dreams about in their driveway or their backyard, making one for the win in a big game. It happened there in that town last night. Set the scene. What what has this been like the last now uh, 11, 12 hours since all that happened? You're there. You're in and around it, out on the streets, outside of Lucas Oil Stadium, et cetera. Good to have you, Deshaun. What's up? Yeah, happy Easter to you as well. And also to Ari, listen, it's a little weird not having you guys around for Final Four this time of the year. It's two in a row. I was like, wow, where's my guys at? We can't make this a habit. But uh, no, listen, it it hasn't really felt like much of a Final Four in terms of the atmosphere and walking around on the streets and so forth. And, you know, again, you know, it's kind of weird also because There's no teams that are participating in the Final Four that are east of the Mississippi River. So we're talking about teams coming from extremely, extremely far away during a pandemic where money is kind of tight, probably. Um, But nonetheless, listen, history is made and will be made. It has been made. Uh, and it's, it's, it's been exciting for me. I'm sure everybody, I don't know if, if, if everybody feels the same way I do, but this is all I needed just to land in the spot where the final four is 
and I'm like all in my element. So I can't speak for everybody else, but I'm excited. And I got a good feeling that most of the people around here are excited, unless it's uh, a, some, some, some fan base from the teams that have been eliminated that are on their way home. So. Yep. UCLA and Houston obviously are that, and we've got so much to get into UCLA in particular has got nothing to be ashamed of uh, on that. Uh, again, Deshaun is operating on a little bit of sleep. I'm operating on a little bit of sleep. Ari Russell already has been operating on a little bit of sleep for about the last six, nine months because he's got a new baby. <laughs> uh, so this just added to it. Ari, we have witnessed many crazy college basketball games and you and I doing shows and talking about them, Sirius XM, uh, on, now on TuneIn, the NCAA tournament. My goodness, what a game. Great to have. I mean, we're going to be talking about this game for decades to come. That's not an exaggeration, right? No, I mean, and, and I know I was giving my, my baby a bath last night, so I was watching it on my phone. Um, that's what I was doing. So I was in there, she was splashing around, and I've got the game on my phone. I'm over here, you know, making sure she's not underwater and, you know, and, and watching that game. And, uh, I mean, what – I mean, you, that's one of the only games I can actually say to record that, they're, like, UCLA did lose that game. But, my goodness, like, have you ever seen a team lose that you're like – yeah, I know it's terrible because you, there's no such thing as a good loss at this point, but my goodness, I mean, they did everything right. There's nothing that you can say and point to that was problematic in that game for UCLA. You really can't look at any moment. I mean, they, they stepped up to every moment they needed to at every given time, following up shot, like even though the, the game to, to, to um, you know, at the end where, where he in, in double over, it looks like we're going to go to double overtime. He, he follows up his own shot. And then Suggs hits that, you know, prayer, uh, mm. which which even like I, it just looked like he once it released his hands, it looked like he knew it was going in. It was like it was like one of those Steph Curry things where it just like look and, and even Mark Few, I think, said post game. He said, I knew it was going in once it left his hands. You could just tell, you know, is this a destiny game? I, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. The, the sport is funny. But uh, yeah, forever we will be talking about this game as one of the all time classics tip to tail. I mean, what a great game all around. Yes, indeed. Uh, the only thing that we can hearken back to, and Deshaun, again, I'm not making fun of you, but Ari and I are a little older than you, and you may remember it well. And of course, everybody can go back and watch on YouTube and all the all the documentaries about it. Is the Duke Kentucky Regional Final, uh, 1992, the Christian Leitner shot? Kentucky's in that same category from that game with Rick Pitino. They played so well. Um, uh, again, the the game comes down. To the final minute, Sean Woods looks like he's going to be the hero for Kentucky with a with a winning shot, a shot to go ahead by one, only to have Grant Hill, who's on the commentary 30 years later uh, in the booth in, in Indianapolis. That game in Philadelphia throws the pass. Leitner catches, turns, shoots. Vern Lundquist on the call. Bill Raftery on the call also of that game. That was not a kiss, but it still went in. That's the closest comparison even in a non-championship game that we can probably come up with, that was an epic regional final. This was an epic final four game. I don't know what's going to happen on Monday night. But again, if Gonzaga goes on to win, we are talking about that moment. I, I love this story uh, from this. This is going to equate, I believe, to the U.S. hockey team I was winning just the gold that. medal. All right? For this that. reason, Deshaun, listen to this now. Again, we're going predating Deshaun being on the planet. Ari and I were on the planet. Ari was a little guy. I was a little older. 
that when the U.S. beat the Russians, it was not the championship. It was not the gold medal. And a lot of people 10 years later, 30 years later, 40 years later have forgotten that, and the memory melds into they beat the Russians for the gold medal. They still had to win one more game on the Sunday against Finland. That's right. This is the same thing for Gonzaga. Deshaun, if 20 years from now, 15 years from now, they've won it, they've gone undefeated, how many people are going to remember that bank shot and think beating UCLA was the championship game? I don't know. And again, they still have to do that at the time that we're doing this show. They still have to do that Monday night. But I think it's a valid comparison on what we may remember um, coming up. All right. So again, so much to cover here. Deshaun, I want to bring you back in on this part and on this point. Um, the end sequence, Johnny Juzang was phenomenal at the end of regulation and the end of overtime. Again, UCLA valid, valiant. Juzang's shot was for the tie. And then uh, Gonzaga inbounds the ball, and Suggs has a chance to take a couple of dribbles and get to midcourt. Pick it up from there about how amazing this was, Deshaun. Yeah, I kind of feel like it was very somewhat similar to uh, the Gordon Hayward shot that he missed from about half court. Uh, kind of very reminiscent of that, but uh, in the same town, well, in the same town, town, Indianapolis for Butler and Ari, I'm trying to recollect, were you in, I was not in the building that night. Were you in the building for Sirius XM? No, no, I watched that on, I watched that on TV. We all watched on TV, but you're exactly right. Fired by then at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Gordon Hayward almost fired Duke though, in that moment, because the ball off the backboard, almost, almost, almost didn't go in to Sean. And that's your point. Keep going. Yeah, 11 years later, and now we have this. But listen, I feel like if there's, and I've said this quite a few times, you know, I'm not going to go as far as saying Patrick O'Brien from Bradley style, where if there's a player that is has been in this NCAA tournament that has increased their chances of hearing their name called on draft night in this July, um, you know, maybe for a lottery. But definitely I would feel comfortable saying put himself in position where nobody knew him now for a first-round pick. That would be Johnny Juzang. Honestly, I, I want to throw one more thing out there because he wasn't he wasn't the only one. The job that Cody Riley did, I think, Amen. was just very, very impressive, especially knowing that he is their primary big. They don't have really very many options outside of him. And even doing a good job at uh, putting forth some effort on putting Drew Timmy on the bench. And at four fouls, and uh, even though they didn't come across that, I really feel like UCLA's best chance to win this game was in was in regulation. If it went into overtime, then it could be a little scary for them, even though they've been used to it in the tournament. Well, again, we've got so much to cover here on this show. We're on the Sunday in between the Saturday night wild semifinals, and I want you guys to both touch on Baylor in a couple of moments. we got to tell some stories, too, and Ari and I have them. Deshaun's got them as well before we get to Monday night's championship game. But, yeah, you bring up a great point on Riley hitting key shots. Uh, again, Juzang hitting key shots. Um, but Gonzaga did not quit. They kept getting easy buckets at the end of regulation, and in the overtime, they forced the issue in overtime. We talked about this on the Saturday Night Recap show with Tyler Jones, with uh, Matt Zimmick, with Jason Powers, that unlike the Michigan State, sorry, Deshaun, overtime win, unlike the Alabama overtime win, UCLA didn't get control of the game right away in overtime. They were ahead the entire time in those two overtime wins. They were trailing the entire time in this one, trying to play catch up. Eventually did get it tied, only to have the bank shot go in. 
You see, but to the point, one more time, UCLA shot 58% from the floor for the game, mm-hmm. turned the ball over 10 times in an overtime game only, only 10 times, out rebounded Gonzaga, had him in foul trouble, and still Gonzaga found a way to win. Uh, guys, we've been around Mark Fuse Gonzaga team. We were together in Arizona, Glendale, Arizona, when Gonzaga got to this very point, the championship game with North Carolina. Both of you say something about Few and the job he's done, the empire of a program he has built at Gonzaga. Ari, you first, then Deshaun. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, he somewhat built it. I, I believe it was uh, Bennett uh, who came in. Uh, was it Bennett? No, it was uh, what was it? Uh, the, the coach prior to Few, Dan Munson. Dan Munson. Dan Munson. Correct. That's right. He was Dan his Munson. assistant, and he took over from Munson, and has never looked yeah. back for twenty years. And then I believe Munson ended up didn't he go to Minnesota or something like Correct. that afterwards, right? And it didn't really work out for him there. But uh, but but Munson had a had a great program. I believe they made it to the Elite Eight once under under uh, Munson uh, with Casey Cavalry. I think was like their. Good. Memory. Uh, and then and then but Mark Few really took that program I mean that's when they were the mid-major and they kind of stepped on the scene even though they were somewhat on the scene during the John Stockton era uh, you know less so but but now and the people forget the West Coast Conference had some you know great teams in the past Loyola Marymount uh, you know obviously with with uh, you know Bo Kimball and rest in peace to, to to Hank Gathers you know same same conference San Francisco obviously the, the, the school of Bill Russell you know so it's not like it's not a you know it's not considered it is a mid-major conference by definition but gonzaga my goodness is a giant program they're almost mark few has built that into basically kind of a nouveau blue blood if there's such a thing it's kind of a paradox but if you think about it over the last two decades now gonzaga is a team that is a perennial powerhouse they're always in the top 10 they used to be lower seeds now they're always going to be an upper seed no question they play their regular season games in their pre in the uh you know prior to going into conference play they always have one of the toughest schedules going into it they're always playing the top programs in the country now um you know and Suggs is another guy that's probably going to be a lottery pick let's let's be honest with you especially after after this performance in this tournament so the the program he's built is 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 here to stay uh he's been offered uh and has been kind of uh tempted they've been tempting him with big money elsewhere uh, and uh he's he's turned it down and beca- and i don't blame him because why what what is he he's built a program he can go there he owns it there's nothing that he can do that will that will keep him out of there unless you know death legit like that's how good he is and he's also a high integrity guy which you know for this sport is something that i think uh is is not in full (laughs) supply let's be honest (laughs) it is an empire and he's become a wealthy guy too he's turned that into a three million plus almost probably four million dollar job with all of his other compensation that he gets uh and again suggs was a minneapolis five-star Deshaun. this is your world recruit and he Mm -hmm. gets him out of big 10 country drew timmy is a texas kid speaking of uh the two teams from texas playing the other semifinal gets him to come to Spokane. He gets players from all over the country, Southern California, uh, the, the Australia, international players. Uh, essentially, what an empire for Mark Few. Say a few more words about Mark Few real quick, and then we'll move on to other subjects, Deshaun. Listen, Ari kind of said it already. He's talking about Casey Calvary, the job, and, and, and not only him, but Scott Drew as well. But when you start talking about the job that he's done with getting these guys and getting these recruits and so forth, you got Blake Stepp, you've got Adam Morrison, you've got – uh, so many different guys and a lot of transfers utilizing that transfer portal, which nowadays you can see uh, is going to be very busy around this time as well. But 
you know, you, you got to definitely give him credit for the program that he's been able to build. And guess what? There's a kid who's the number one kid in the country, about seven foot one or two uh, for next year's class. Gonzaga's on his list. And he's my personal front runner for Gonzaga named Chet Holmgren. And this kid is a unicorn, very reminding me of a, uh, uh, of somebody like a Chris Stapps Porzingis. So keep your eyes and your ears open for him. Jalen Suggs, I think, is really moving himself in position to maybe being the number one pick in the draft. He's tough wow. as nails, really good point guard. And I mean, think about it like this as well. How often do you see freshmen or when is the last time that you've seen a freshman not really look much like a freshman ever throughout the course of a season? Maybe Carmelo Anthony, maybe. I mean, you're starting to put him in the conversation with a lot of those guys. It's just a lot of credit going to what Mark Few has been able to do. But let's not make a mistake about it. They've got to finish the deal. Sure, it'll be good. Yep. Great story. We were undefeated or whatever the case may be up to that point. But you've got to finish the deal. Uh, Indiana State with Liz. Bird did this in 79 and finished a deal against Sparty. We'll see if uh, if Gonzaga can be the first to do it since the Hoosiers in 76 in Hoosier land. I guess Good. As well. Anything mm-hmm. to take Bobby Knight off the mantle. <laughs> and and uh, notice that Deshaun <laughs> didn't have to work in Magic, Greg Kelser, Judd Heathcote, and Michigan State. <laughs> Always. Knocking out Larry Bird and Indiana State, the last Shocker. team Shocker. to make the championship <laughs> game. Uh, again, you're hearing the voice of Deshaun Tate. Tate's Take Hoops is how you find him on Twitter. Tate's Take is the show and the podcast on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, and also podcast form. Ari Russell has been my wingman for going on 15 years. we got stories to tell in just a moment or two uh, here about Final Four Sunday, uh, et cetera. Find him at Ari Russell. He's been with me Sirius XM days, now on TuneIn at Final Fours. We've been at, we've been at these over and over and over again. Um all right, uh, so so let's get into this and tell some stories. We were all in uh, the big football stadium, NRG Stadium in Houston, for Chris Jenkins. That's the name from Villanova. The, the three-point shot to beat uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels for the national title. So that differs from the Suggs midcourt shot because this was a national title-winning three-pointer. Uh, it was what Ryan Archie Diacono kind of flipping the ball back to him. Jenkins makes the three. We were all in the end zone in that end where Jenkins was shooting it all together. Ari, Ari's got video going to Sean of the moment. And he went so crazy. He dropped his phone. It's a blackout. He doesn't have the video. <laughs> I do. I have the video of the shot, but I dropped it right after he hits it. <laughs> you have the I shot mean, and then like black screen. Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of moments we live for. And we all live that one together in Houston. And I can't believe that's been five years ago, but we lived that one in Houston five years ago. Um, and that's what this tournament uh, delivers. Whether you're talking about Derek Wittenberg, who still claims it was a pass for NC state against five slamma jamma in Houston <laughs> and Lorenzo Charles caught it and dunked it. Keith smart for Indiana makes the shot against Syracuse Bayheim Syracuse with Sherman Douglas and Ronnie cycling. Now I'm speaking Ari's language, New York uh, there on that. We live for these moments. We'll see what we get Monday. All right, real quick, Baylor, before we before we get too sidetracked with the stories, Baylor. Uh, Deshaun, give me something on why Baylor was so impressive with Houston. It's a day later. They, they just suffocated them uh, in that game. Uh, it, it beat them badly, shot tremendously well, shot almost 60%, five players in double figures. Uh, Scott Drew's done an amazing job. Just say more about Baylor because we need to give them some love here on the Sunday in between. Yeah, all across the board, bench points, shooting percentages, three-point, I mean, rebounding, assists, steals, the whole nine. I just think that the job, I mean, listen, they wrap the napkin around their neck on on Houston, if if there's a such thing as that, try and envision that. 
Uh, and we knew that Houston was going to have an issue with scoring the basketball. And Baylor showed exactly why not only they deserve to be here, but they may be the most balanced team in college basketball when you start looking at offense and defense, how they get after it on both sides. And, um, you know, they, they are very much like a lot of these teams. One thing I noticed about these Final Four teams is a lot of them are primarily one big type of teams. Uh, you know, for, for this one, per, technically for uh, Baylor, Jonathan Chamwachachua, try saying that three times fast. He's their guy. He's six eight. And a lot of the other guys, I'm like, a lot of people say, man, I can't believe how big they are. It's not that they're that big in terms of height. They're big in terms of size, where you do run a lot of three or four guards out there uh, that, that, that are, you know, 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", but they play like they're 6'5", 6'6", and 6'7". Mike, uh, uh, Mark Vital, if you will, kind of reminds me of uh, a couple other players that they've had there in the, in the past. But these are two teams that have never won a national championship. We'll have the opportunity to see exactly who the better team is remember do you guys remember a couple uh a, a few years ago when everybody was looking forward to the kobe bryant lebron james matchup they had the commercials with the puppets in them and so forth and we never got that i kind of felt robbed a little bit and i thought that that could poss possibly and potentially be the case this year that won't be the case we're going to get exactly what we thought that we were going to get they were going to play this game earlier in the season it was canceled and how about this these are two teams with chips on their shoulders from last year. When you start thinking about the top four teams from last year, that being Dayton, San Diego State, Gonzaga, and Baylor, two of those teams I've kind of picked up where they last left off, and they're going to be playing for the whole thing, I guess, for all the marbles, as you can say, uh, within the next 24 hours or so. Yeah, it's going to be something else. And Scott Drew, again, brought that program back from essentially like the death penalty without getting the death penalty. They took away scholarships. Mm -hmm. They didn't have any out-of-conference games the first year he was there. Program was in shambles, was devastated for two or three years. He's finally built it to an elite level. He's in a championship game. we got to give him his just due. That's the title game from Monday night. Again, I love kicking this around with my guys. All right, Deshaun, it's story time here. I was going to say real quick, though, by the way, yeah, unlike, unlike Monson, Unlike Monson being the guy to kind of start the program at Gonzaga, I don't think anyone is going to sit there and say that Dave Odom. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Bliss. Yeah. Bliss had uh, With all the problems anything, at Baylor and the documentaries and all the probably stuff been in jail. But anyway, uh, yeah, the, and yeah. the fact that Drew has been able to stabilize that and bring them to an elite level is yeah. uh, is amazing. At Baylor. All right. So it's the Sunday in between. Deshaun is in Indianapolis. Ari and I are not there. But Deshaun, you got to be careful about the weather, my friend. I don't know what the forecast is for later today or tonight, but Ari and I were there 15 years ago. Sirius XM Radio. Uh, this is the final four with Florida, UCLA, George Mason, LSU. It ends up on semifinal Saturday being Florida and UCLA that won. So interesting that 15 years later, it's UCLA back there in the final four in Indianapolis. Uh, and, and again, the weather forecast was that there were there were going to be storms and potential for tornadoes on Sunday night. John Mellencamp was playing a, an outdoor concert. Of course, Miley Cyrus did the concert inside uh, in search your own punchline inside of Lucas Oil Stadium in between the games on Saturday night. Mellencamp was doing the outdoor concert downtown Indianapolis with tens of thousands of people flooding into downtown to come see the free concert. The bad weather was coming. You and I elected to go back to the hotel and not be outside for the concert. You could hear the concert everywhere as we were going back to the hotel. And, the, and then the bad weather starts coming in. But not only that, 
That Sunday night was the debut of that season of my man Ari's show, The Sopranos, on HBO. And in these days, Deshaun, and for the audience, they don't have the app with the computer. They, they don't have it with your phone. They don't have a way to replay it. If you didn't see it live, you weren't going to see it. So this was like the debut of season three or season four. Not the last season, not the first episode. But my man was so into this, like two hours before, he's like, I got to be back. I got to be back in the room. I got to see this. Because again, it was coming on the cable in a room on HBO. And if you didn't see it, you weren't going to be able to see it until maybe the next day or the next week or whenever they replayed it. So then the tornado sirens, Deshaun, start going off for everybody to get in the basement. They're making announcements on the PA in the hotel. Go get in the basement. Potentially scary stuff. I'm in the hall. The alarm is going off as we go along here on college basketball, coast to coast, uh, coast to coast. I am not exaggerating this. And I'm like, all right, we got to go coach. We got to go. We got to go get in. The-. He's like, I'm not leaving. I'm not, I'm not, I'm got to see the end of this episode. I'm practically Ari. I'm practically having to drag you down to the basement with the Florida and UCLA fans that are left the hotel workers down to the basement where we spent like an hour of our lives down this all happened on Final Four Sunday in Indianapolis. Have I exaggerated any of that? Not at all. That's actually pretty light. You know, uh, it was TGI Friday's employees, I remember, that were down there because they had the Boring drinks. Yeah, yeah. We were out in the – yeah, it was it was weird. It was like, yeah, it was You're like – in the basement. Like a bomb threat. drinks. Yeah, yes. yeah it's like, yeah, it's like we're in the basement. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I was stubborn, you know. And it's funny because, like, tornadoes scare the crap out of me. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, well – Seems like it's a pretty, uh, you know, pretty good business, you know, pretty good, uh, you know, uh, faculty of this uh, courtyard by Marriott Hotel. You know, that's what I'm thinking. And I'm like, you know, yeah, yeah, it structurally has good faculty. So I'm like, you know, that's in my mind. I'm like, I got to watch what happens here, you know. But uh, (laughs) yeah, TJ had the sense typical me you know being just you know boneheaded was like no finally i did end up seeing it later in the week of course finishing we we had to leave that episode with about 15 minutes left you had to watch it at another point but we survived they did have a tornado in and around downtown it didn't do a lot of damage it blew some windows out we were in the basement for like an hour and then florida ends up winning the first of two national titles on the next monday night all i'm saying to sean as we wind it down here is just be careful on Sunday night and Ari and I aren't there. So that's good news for you in Indianapolis for a tornado. Yeah, I made sure. I think I, I vaguely remember hearing some stories, although I wasn't there. And uh, because of that, I make sure every time I come to Indy, whatever hotel I book at, they've got some sort of a storm cellar of some sort. But uh, <laughs> as I remember it, Ari, there were probably 30 of us, maybe 50 of us that were all down there in a big area mm-hmm. in the basement of the hotel. It was crazy. Crazy yeah, it sounds thing. like I, it's not, it's not, it sounds like I missed a grand of a time, but um, <laughs> listen, I, I check, I check, I check the forecast. Uh, forecast appears to be nice, but in the Midwest, you know, you never, you never know, especially around this time of the year when it's kind of that in between stage of being cold and, and starting to get warm and then the pollen exactly. and all that type of stuff. So, uh, I, I, I definitely uh, I definitely planned accordingly this time around. Yeah, and we've skirted the weather some before. I mean, the uh, the three of us that are talking on this podcast, we've been in, in around Arizona where it was hot. We were in the desert at the big UFO stadium, the Cardinals football stadium uh, for that one. We've been on the Riverwalk in San Antonio. We've been in the Great White North. Ari had never been to Minnesota. We were in the Great White North two years ago for an <laughs> overtime championship win by Virginia culminating their run from losing to a 16 seed the year before 
to winning the national title the next year. So that kind of segues us into the championship game. I want 30 seconds right now from each of you. Uh, RA first, give me 30 seconds on Monday night's championship game. Give me a thought or two on what you might think happens as, again, Gonzaga goes for history and an unbeaten season. Well, these are the two best teams, I think, you know, going in from uh, beginning to end of the season, as Deshaun was alluding to earlier, uh, and even from last year, kind of the favorites as well. So, uh, I mean, that's what you got. You know, you've got uh, at this point, I mean, it would be disappointing if Gonzaga doesn't win it. You know, I, I, I me, I don't really have a, a dog in this fight. I kind of want to see Gonzaga win a title. But, you know, I, 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 I like both teams. I think uh, Baylor has has probably, as Deshaun also said, is a complete team as well. Uh, and they play and they play very deliberately. But man, Gonzaga, it'd be cool to see uh, Mark Few knock off uh, the Bobby Knight. That's the only uh, undefeated uh, season because uh, I'm not a big Bobby Knight fan, as you can probably imagine. I got you. Well, and yeah. if they win this, we're talking about it for decades. And if Baylor wins it, we're probably still talking about it after the half-court shot. Deshaun, give me 30 seconds quickly here on a thought or two about Monday night, please. Yeah, I, I, I recall uh, hearing in the post-game press run yesterday, they've got pros, we've got pros, they win games, we win games. Uh, it'll be a great game. And that was Jared Butler talking about playing Gonzaga. And then, of course, uh, you have Jalen Suggs saying it's going to be a dog fight and we're going to go at them. So expect a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, intensity, I suppose. And listen, Gonzaga has to do this thing. If they don't do it, they don't have to worry about me putting them on my bracket anymore. I got a good feeling a lot of people are thinking the same way. I'm going to take the Zags, but if they're not the ones, I'm not looking forward to putting the feeling on my bracket and have them uh, ho- hoisting a championship trophy again. Then again, they're 31-0. They've had an amazing season. And let's just see, if Baylor beats them, they're going to have to bring it to beat them. And it's going to be an epic epic game if that happens i look forward to a great game i hope we get a great game thank you guys for reminiscing here on the sunday in between semifinal saturday and the monday night championship game deshaun tate again at tate's take hoops on social media that's the same name of the show and the podcast wherever you get podcasts ari russell is at ari russell on twitter love my wingman's insight we're not at the final four deshaun is there at the final four in and around things in indianapolis deshaun Keep knocking them dead with what you're doing. Ari, thank you. Uh, Guys, thank you. I appreciate you hanging with me on College Basketball Coast to Coast. Thank you. Thanks. And there you go. That will do it for this edition. We're back with a full preview on Monday. Find us on podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Find us on TuneIn, the Tag Sports Group channel. As we get ready for Gonzaga and Baylor Monday night in the 2021 championship game of the NCAA tournament, you've been listening to College Basketball Coast to Coast. Bye.